Yesterday I was reminded of my worth. I say I was reminded of my worth because for a couple of days I had allowed my anxieties and fears about the future and the circumstances around me to cloud that which God has placed in me, to cloud me from seeing the blessings that are before me, to cloud me from seeing the people that he has blessed me with, the situations that I could have been in, but I'm not. But because that I'm not, it just feels like he's not working, though he is. Yesterday, I was reminded that I should just take a pause and be still. Being still doesn't mean I'm not doing anything, but be still means that I'm just in his presence and allowing him to do that which he said he will do in my life. I had a very honest and open conversation with my best friend and I told her that sometimes I feel like God is unfair and I used Moses as an example. I told her that how could it that Moses had a choice between living a life of luxury and living a life of purpose and he chose a life of purpose but one mistake of hitting the stone twice disqualified him from entering a promised land and journey in which he endured for more than 40 years of the Israelites but God couldn't forgive him for that one alone mistake I'm not saying that we should all be disobedient but all I'm saying is that if God is Truly, and I know that he is very merciful and just. Why couldn't he forgive Moses? Somebody that has been faithful all along and he did one small mistake and that is hitting the stone twice. And yet the people that were rebellious against him, the Israelites, entered the promised land and lived in its abundance. And the one who fought to get them there only saw it and couldn't enter it and for me, I couldn't understand that, and I understand that he is holy and sovereign. But I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand how he couldn't forgive him. Solomon was described as the wisest king that has ever lived, but we're forgetting that he was also a man who really, really loved women. We say David was a king after God's own heart, which is what we ought to strive for. But we forget that he was a flawed man as well. And yet people like Moses, who were faithful, all he did was hit the stone twice and it was not for his own will. He did it because of God's people. And that disqualified him from entering the promised land. I was mind boggled. I kept asking myself, why is it that when you're when you pick up the cross and decide to carry it, everything suddenly becomes so heavy and everything turns against you? And I know that his word says that I know that his word says that they prosecuted him, therefore we will also be prosecuted. But for some reason I had thought that him dying on the cross and us being washed by his blood mean that we are now immune to those things. I'm not saying the cross shouldn't be burdensome, but I'm saying that it shouldn't feel it should not feel regrettable to do so. It shouldn't feel regrettable to pick up your cross and walk. It shouldn't feel regrettable to follow Christ. It shouldn't feel regrettable. It shouldn't feel like a, you shouldn't feel post-purchase dissonance. I'm a marketer. I didn't know what else to describe it. Post-purchase dissonance basically just means that you regret buying something after it has been marketed to you. It shouldn't have to feel like that, but it does. It did yesterday. 
it felt like it. It felt like ever since I picked up my cross and I declared Lord as my Christ and Savior, everything else just became so heavy and burdened. I'm not saying that we should be immune to trouble because everybody faces trouble whether you're in the world or not. I just thought that it would be better because I'm operating under heaven. It would be better because I'm operating under the blood of Jesus. It would be better because I'm just wearing the armor of God, but the battles that are heavy are fought by him. I thought it would be better, and it has been before. I don't know if I'm clouded by the circumstances that I'm in. I don't know if I'm clouded by my pride. But it's just hard. That's just how it feels. And I had a conversation with a with a friend of mine who is prophetically gifted. And he once told me months, I think it was sometime last year, he said to me, a platform is coming your way. A new platform is coming your way and it's going to propel you. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And I just, I just simply ignored it. And it was months later when I was going through my, my screenshots that I found it. I'm like, wait a minute. The platform that he was talking about, that's new. I write for the Botswana Gazette, that's a new platform. And I told him about it. I'm like, hey, wait, you were right. So every time him and I have conversations, I get a little bit anxious because I don't know what else he's going to tell me. I love hearing from God from people who are prophetically gifted because I'm one of those people who would want God to sit next to you and just say, Poppy, do this and go there and do that. You know? But I keep saying sometimes I feel like if he shows me his entire plan and what I need to go through to get there, I don't know that I have the courage to do it. So sometimes it's better not knowing, but I just want a glimpse. Just a quick glimpse. I know faith is the belief of things unseen. And I know that things will fall into place. I just need a glimpse assurance i need reassurance that he's here i know that he's here i just need to feel him i need to feel him and i need to know that he is here that's all that it is so when i had this conversation with my friend they asked me how you're doing and i told him i am tired and he's like why are you tired i'm like i'm just tired it just feels like i'm in this never-ending pit and never-ending storm and never-ending circumstances that's just how i feel i feel like i'm dawning i feel like i'm this you know and he's like it's just temporary i know why you're feeling like that but it's it's just temporary things are very open for you you just need to keep doing what you're doing and i told him i don't haven't i have been very inconsistent in recording my podcast because i don't even know what to talk about anymore and he said you have lived for more than 20 years you have lived for more than 20 years. You have a lot to talk about. You see, because for me, I needed to wait for a word to me. I needed to wait until I felt a conviction in my heart to speak about a certain thing. But he said, you have a lot to talk about. Talk about anything and be you and be authentic in your fears and your anxieties. Don't don't try so hard for, for people to get some sort of enlightenment and coming up with the brilliant quotes. Just be you and just speak and just talk and just flow and... It'll all fall into place. And I think this is, this is it. This is, this is the first diary session. Okay, probably maybe fourth or fifth. Where I am raw and authentic in my feelings and my fears. Well, I've always been, but this one is more, 
more open and more vulnerable, I guess. I've never admitted that, well, that I find God unjust sometimes. It's unheard of for a Christian, you know? But then again, I'm not a Christian. I'm a woman of faith that can never be a Christian. I feel like I am a human being that is completely flawed. Therefore, me confirming to religion that, you know, has all these rules and regulations, I, 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 I can't make it. I doubt it. I'm too flawed for that. Pathfinder, we are flawed. We're not placed on this earth to be perfect. We're not placed on this earth to claim perfection. We're not placed on this earth to show perfection. We're placed on this earth to show His glory through our mistakes and through our sins. The thing about being a woman of faith is that I actually, for a minute, I actually thought that I could avoid sin that I could avoid certain things, that I could avoid certain sins, that I, when I realized I, I can't, if I'm not fornicating, then I'm envying, if I'm not envying, then I'm wishing bad, if I'm not wishing bad, then I'm saying hurtful words, if I'm not saying hurtful words, then I'm thinking hurtful thoughts, and if I'm not thinking hurtful thoughts, I lie, and if I'm not a liar, I'm being prideful. And if I'm not being prideful, I'm acting out of my ego. And if I'm not acting out of my ego, I'm just simply sitting in sin. See, one way or the other, no matter how you try to avoid it, we do come across sin. But lucky for us, his mercy is in you every day. And he, he is merciful, Shem. He is merciful every single day. We have an opportunity to say, I'm sorry. And we have an opportunity for forgiveness and we have an opportunity of a clean slate that's why it's called grace because we really do don't deserve it <laughs> we deserve his love and his mercy and everything else but his grace is we are undeserving that we receive because of who he is and not who we are i love god i do I think he's the most amazing, amazing entity that has ever lived inside of me and inside of people that I've seen. I love his works. I love his sovereignty. I just don't understand him sometimes. And I guess I'm not supposed to. I don't know. Because his word does say that our thoughts are not his thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And I get that. I think in my head, I just took his role early. <laughs> That if he's my father, then he should sit and sit down and talk to me in a way that I want him to. But I keep forgetting that he doesn't give me what he what I want. He gives me what I need because what I want and what I need are two completely different things. I may think that I want a car when all I really need is convenience to get to places and he may place me in a house that is next to my work instead of getting me a car because I love far so I understand that I understand that but I also understand that he is he's merciful and therefore will not condemn me or crucify me or you for having these thoughts of doubts having these thoughts of you know questioning him and how he does things 
not in a way that says he's unfair but in a way that you just want to understand god why is it that some people are exempted for some things why is it that it it seems that others are more favored than others why does it seem like every everyone everybody has an exception some people are an exception and i'm not it's okay to come to him with those questions because they really did drove, drive me crazy for a couple of weeks i didn't understand why it was so hard for me to get the apartment that i wanted it was it's expensive yes i just didn't understand why i didn't understand why i am where i am i didn't understand why i'm in the same position yet i work so hard i didn't get it twice i've tried to leave my job twice he's kept me there i don't understand why and quite frankly I'm exhausted. And I know you get exhausted too, Pathfinder. But I just wanted to let you know that it's okay to get exhausted and to get tired. We're human. We're not machines. We're not programmed for anything. We feel we have emotions and it's okay to air them out. Let us pray. Father God, you are still good in the midst of our confusion. You are still good in the midst of our doubt. You are still loving and merciful and gracious and caring, even in the midst of us not understanding your ways. I guess truly, truly, because human beings are flawed in a way that we always want to know things and control things before we act, we doubt. We seek understanding in things that we have no business seeking. We fill our hearts with so much anxiety because we concern ourselves about the future even though we have no idea what it looks like. So Father God, this morning I just pray, my Father, my God, that you may remove anxiety from our hearts and replace it with your peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I pray that you may remove the doubts in our hearts, my Father, my God, and replace it with your reassurance of your hand in every situation that we face. Lord, I pray that you may remove fear from our hearts and in my mind and in our minds, and I pray that you may replace it with your love that is great and that drives all fear out. I pray, my Father, my God, that we may feel your presence. Even though we may not see it, even though we may not hear it, but at least let us feel it. Let us be reassured that you are here in us, in a pit, in a fire, in a storm, in every single unbearable situation, Lord. And I pray that you may give us the strength and the endurance, Lord, to just hold on for a little bit till you do what you, what you need to do in our pressure positions. Because we know that every thing that has gone through pressure outside of it or after that comes something incredible. Grapes go through pressure to become wine. Gold goes through pressure to become priceless. Everything that is of value needs to go through pressure. Lord, in this moment of our pressure, remind us that you are still here with us. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, and I just pray that we may take up and have the strength to pick up the armor of God. 
so that we're able to stand in battle, though you're the one fighting it. But so that when thoughts of thoughts of the enemies come, that we have our helmet of salvation when he when he tries to attack us, then we have the shield of faith. When he tries to lie to us, then we have the sword of the word. When he tries to shake us, then we are standing firm with the blood belt of truth and who you say that we are. When he tries to keep us from speaking, Lord, we have the shoes of readiness, ready to spread your gospel. And when he tries to enter in our hearts, we have the breastplate of righteousness to protect it. For out of it flows rivers of living water. In your mighty and precious name I pray. Amen.